Elves. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Ella. And you're entering the sovereign country of Scully Nation, where the flashlights are flickery and the blazers are boxy. This is an X-Files rewatch podcast, and our shtick is that this is my first time watching the show. And this is my fourth time watching the show. And today, we're going to talk about Season 1, Episode 15, Lazarus. Heard of him. Who is he? The Bible. Should we give some uh, background on who Lazarus is, just so the folks at home understand these advanced biblical references? Mm-hmm. You know? I think the biblical references go as far as the name. It's kind of like uh, in Fire when mm-hmm. Phoebe was referencing Sherlock Holmes, as if sure. no one has heard of him. Yeah. I was trying to pretend like people didn't yeah. know who Lazarus was. It was a funny joke. Uh-huh. It, was a, it was a bit. Okay. He's the one that Jesus brings back from the dead. Funky little bastard. So what does that have to do with this episode? Well, I guess we'll find out. Should we find out? On this episode of The X-Files. Na- oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Scully Nation talking about this episode of The X-Files. Mm-hmm. Sure. Etc. Talking about this episode of the Bible. Talking about this episode of... God. Your, your, yeah, God. <laughs> I was going to say your mom because oh. I panicked. Well, that's just offensive. I didn't want to say it. That's why I panicked. And wow. I was glad that you swooped in and saved me. That's actually a good co-host, you know? Mm-hmm. You saw me floundering. Mm-hmm. You said she's going to sure. make a your mom joke. That's not okay. That's <laughs> I mean, our I core demographic. I didn't stop you. It, it well, still happened. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, golly. <sighs> Anyway, back to the X-Files. This episode, episode 15 that is, mm-hmm. it aired on February 4th, 1994. <gasps> Almost to my birthday. Almost. We're getting there. We're getting there. It was written by Alex Ganza and Howard Gordon of Conduit, Ghost to the Machine, and Fallen Angel fame. The Dream Team. The Dream Team. And directed by David Nutter of Ice and Beyond the Sea, sea fame. The actual dream team. The actual dream. <laughs> no, the he's, other guys are good too. He's not even a team. He's just, he's he's a one man s- stop. The dream man. The dream man. My ideal man. The heartthrob. David Don't know what he Nutter. looks like. Well, Wait. we're going to have to look him up. Tick, 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 tick. He's just a guy. Okay. He's just a dude. Wait, no, I'm going to look him up. He's not particularly heartthrobby. Well, that's rude. Have you seen the show? The I didn't. The picture of Chris Carden? Well, yes. I didn't say he wasn't. I just said he wasn't particularly heartthrobby. He's just a man. He's just a dude. And that's okay. Yeah. You know? That's how most of us look. But just people. his heart, his uh, creative endeavors, beautiful. It's probably more healthy to take pride in and be known for your achievements and not your looks because it probably doesn't go well when you get old if you're like an instagram influencer what do you do it's like all you have going for you that's what happened to david nutter he's an instagram (laughs) influencer in the 90s he was the first one yeah he down he invented apps he was on he invented the smartphones, um, and then he invented apps yep and then he invented instagram Mm -hmm. anyway all right tell me more about this episode so this episode takes place in Maryland. They didn't mention a city, but various locations in Maryland. I've heard of it. So we've they bro- have crabs. They do. Oh yeah, I guess they do. Old Old Bay. Mm-hmm. What up? Represent. Well, we have broken our streak of going to a new state in well, every episode. Canceled. We've been to Maryland before. So I'm done very with sad. this show. Anyway, so plot synopsis. When FBI agent Jack Willis and Robert Warren Dupree are both shot at the same time during a robbery attempt, Dupree dies and Willis is resuscitated. 
When Willis rushes out of the hospital and begins acting strangely, Mulder concludes that Dupre's consciousness has been transferred to Willis's body. Well, I think he might be onto something this time. Maybe. This time. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> I'd say it's time to get into the meat. Should we sink our teeth into that Maryland crab meat? <laughs> Let's sink our teeth into that Maryland crab meat. Nice. Beautiful. Oh my god, crab sounds so good right now. I just ate, so it doesn't. Well, but that's fair. Later, yeah. I'll be into crab. I also just ate, and yet, regardless, well, crab sounds good. Well. Anyway, let's get into the crab meat. <laughs> Lazarus. We open. <laughs> Maryland Marine Bank. There's a lot of, uh, they're all marine banks. We got naval uh-huh. hospitals. It's all, all boats over there, apparently. Yeah. We didn't see the waterfront, but. I assume it's there. Crabs. Crabs. (laughs) Etc. Sure. So we open Maryland Marine Bank, 5.55 p.m., five minutes to closing. (gasps) We see Scully talking to a man. Not Mulder. Not. uh, Luckily, I had someone here to tell me that it was not Mulder. Not Mulder. Different man. Different man. Different tall white man. Yep. In the suit. Mm -hmm. You could see my confusion. That's (laughs) all I'm saying. Uh Um, What's Jack Willis? Jack. Yep. Jack Willis, he is following up on a tip mm-hmm. that these notorious bank robbers that he's been chasing for a year mm-hmm. are going to hit this bank, and he's ready, and he's waiting, and he's going to catch him. and Scully's there to help. She's got a gun in her briefcase. She doesn't seem convinced that they're going to show. Nope. But she's there. She's supportive. But Jack's got a hunch, because mm-hmm. he can feel them in his head. Oh. Because he's obsessed with this case it's like they're in him you know whoa like he's embodied them they have embodied him my god wow will that come back yes oh it will okay well that's good writing (laughs) all right um and then we cut to the bank robbers Mm -hmm. out in their car they are there Hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting they're super in love with each other you can tell one of them is in love (laughs) with the other super super in love (laughs) Uh, the, so there's a man and a woman. The man is, I would, insufferable? Is that how you would describe it? Okay. I don't know. I didn't have that strong of a reaction. Sorry. He's, Fair uh, enough, though. He's very much in love. Mm-hmm. And he's very poetic about it. But not well. No, bad poetry. Bad, bad poetry. But he means well, I guess. I mean, he's, like, really going for the Bonnie and Clyde thing. and Yeah. Bonnie over here is not super into it. You have to, it has to be a two-way thing, you know? Yeah. It, like, could almost be cute if it was both of them, but... Sure. It's just him. It's just kind of sad. She's just not that into you. No. As they say. Ugh. I don't even remember what he says at this point. Uh, he like, says stuff... stars. Yeah, he's like, baby, you are my luck. And he has a whole speech about, you know, wherever I go, I'll be looking up at the same stars as you are. And he's, cute. you know, he's going for it. She's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. okay. Anyway, let's get on with uh, what we're here to do. She's not into it. No. But then they do start macking on each other. Mm-hmm. And we get a super close-up on the world's ugliest tattoo yeah. on his forearm. It's 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 supposed to be a snake, right? I guess it's un. Well, I need to like look at a screen cap and just really squint at it. I like couldn't even when I watched it the second time. I couldn't. I guess it's supposed to be a snake, but it's just so ugly. It looks like a, like a really badly done tattoo where yeah. like the ink is kind of seeping into the rest of the skin, yeah. and it's not clear what the art is supposed to represent. And 
I mean, I guess that's probably realistic for this guy. That's true. But it so, made it difficult to parse. It looked like, like a snake with flames or something. Yeah, that's probably it. I don't know. That's really dumb. Mm. Should I get a flame snake tattoo? Yes. No, I'm already getting kiss and kill. <laughs> right, right, right. And you can't get oh, two tattoos. That's illegal. You, you can. Nope, not in this country. Okay. Not while God still reigns over this beautiful land. <laughs> okay. All right, Lazarus. That's silly. Anyway. Um, yeah, so he, like, they smooch. He puts on his big, old, ugly little mask. It's like he... a Halloween. Yeah. It's a very ugly Plastic mask. mask. Yeah. He also says, uh, I'd like to note that uh, as a as a true declaration of love, he says that you make every day like New Year's Eve. First of all, New Year's is the worst holiday of all time. Wow. And second of all, it's the worst holiday of all time. Why do you hate First New Year's? First and second. Why do you hate New Year's so much? Because it's objectively the worst holiday. What's wrong with it? It just sucks. Why? Because it feels like it should be more fun than it is. Oh. And then you just let you get all, you're like, oh boy, it's New Year's. Yeah. You know, excited, everyone's excited. And then you get to, to midnight and it's like, oh. Yeah. All right, everything is exactly the same. Okay, wow. I so hate the New symbolic Year's. difference doesn't mean anything to you of a new day, a new year? Not really. Hmm. Because the next day is exactly the same. Yeah, but you have enough work sometimes if you're lucky. And then mm. if you don't, you don't. And that sucks. It's the worst holiday. Wow. So. This is a strong stance. I didn't know you felt this way. I don't I don't like New Year's. Wow. Well, you want to throw a big rager next year? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Kind of sounds like you don't. I don't. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so he rushes into the building. Guns blazing. One gun blazing. Gun, gun blazing. Gun blazing. Yes. Immediately. I want to say pistol whips a cop, but I don't know what you call it if it's a big gun. Because it's like a long gun. He's not holding uh, a pistol. I think you still call it pistol whipping. Okay. He rifle whips a cop. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he threatens Scully, and that's where it's not okay. That's not cool. That's the cop, whatever. But Scully? No. My cop? No. Get out of here. Get out of here. So, you know, they all, they, Scully and Willis pretend like they're, you know, listening to him, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they jump up. They pull their guns on him. Both pew, of them. Pew, pew, pew. They're in a triangle. Bang, he bang, can't bang. shoot both of them. What's he going to do? Well. Well. He shoots Willis. He does. And then Scully shoots him. Mm-hmm. The triangle is complete. Beautiful. She murders a man on TV. Beautiful. Mm. Think the first person she's killed. I think so. so. That's probably significant. Yeah, they don't address it at all psychologically in the episode, so... Uh, well, it might not be the first person she's killed. It's the first person we've seen her kill. That's true. It's probably the first person she's killed. I, I don't know. I like there would be more hand-wringing about that. You'd think. But, I don't know, as a doctor, mm-hmm. do no harm... Yeah. Seems like there's something there. Also, just the trauma of shooting someone. You'd think. But, but I guess... Scully is hard as nails. She, she don't care. She doesn't give a shit about no. humanity. <laughs> Everyone deserves to die. Well, maybe if it, it's just this guy. Yeah. If it was someone cooler, she would be upset. But I guess he guy? did just kill her lover. Ex-lover. Ex-lover. Yeah. So, that's true. So... Everybody's shot. Everybody's shot. Every, they rushed to the emergency room. Um, and so, like, I think the, the bank robber guy is just like, what's his name again? Dupree. Dupree. 
Dupree is just like over in a corner and then he just dies and someone puts a, <laughs> a blanket over his head. Whatever, no one cares. While all of the staff are focused on Willis and mm-hmm. trying to resuscitate him. And Scully gets to hang out there for some reason. Seems weird, seems questionable. And she does really pull rank that mm-hmm. she doesn't have. Yeah. Because she's just like, I'm a doctor. And that's fine. Sure. But you're probably not like a trauma surgeon or whatever. She's got to save his life. I get, and then they all listen to her. <laughs> which I'm like, I'm not sure they do that in an emergency room. Well, Like Orando, who's just like, I am a doctor, trust me. Yeah. To keep doing this. But whatever. She's Scully. Yeah. She can get away with it. She like forces them to, they, they try to shock him and it doesn't work. And she tells them to go up to 400 and keep going. And they listen because it's Scully mm-hmm. telling you to go up to 400. I, 400 what? I don't know. I don't know. I'm but sure. I'm going up yeah. if Scully tells me to. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of, there's this scene and it, it was like another very incompetent um, medical situation for drama wow and it kind of reminded me there's this scene in lost where one of the characters is he's like pretty much dead or like close to death and so the main character jack who's supposedly a doctor is trying to resuscitate him Mm -hmm. and you know instead of doing the normal cpr he just like brings both of his hands up and just like slams that down on this guy's chest and he's like no you can't die and it's and, and it works. Oh, well, apparently he's a it brings this guy back to life yeah. because apparently that's what happens when you're a doctor. Yeah. Well, so, you get special training and how to. I, you yeah. think they would try to train everyone with uh-huh. that. But... TV doctor training. So <laughs> it kind of mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of that. I, it did seem like I think they were defibrillating a flatline, which is also not traditionally mm-hmm. my understand. Again, not a doctor. Sure. My understanding is traditionally a defibrillator defibrillates. And a flat line is not that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. But again, this is Scully. Because they keep going. And he's also been dead for like 14 minutes. <laughs> so he's like super dead. Mm-hmm. He's like extra dead. He's super, super dead. But then they go up to 400. They keep mm-hmm. paddling him. And what happens? He wakes up. He jerks back awake. Yeah. And what happens behind Scully's shoulder? Uh, Dupree's arm keeps shaking whenever they shock Jack. Mm-hmm. So connected. Something hinky's going on. Ooh, a little connected. I don't know. Credits. Credits. Bethesda Naval Hospital. We've been here before. We've already. Yeah. Wait. In another episode, or just like literally right now? In one. Of, in another episode. Oh, which one? In shadows. <gasps> this is where they went to examine the the two uh, uh-huh. mugger guys. Wow. So. Well, there you go. Been here before. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. <laughs> it all checks out. Um, Jack is all hooked up to the ventilators and everything. Um, clearly, like, worse for the wear because he was dead for 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. But still surviving. Yep. He wakes up. He seems confused. He starts, like, unplugging himself and sneaking out and stealing clothes mm-hmm. and getting out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Why is he trying to get out of there? I don't know. He puts on a sweater. You know he means business. It's a really cute sweater. wearing that sweater. That was a really cute sweater. Sure. And he walks into a room and he's holding like a, like a rope or or something like a, I don't know, some kind of a rope or something. Like he's about to strangle somebody, which is very strange. Because why would our boy, our beloved Jack Willis. We all love Jack Willis. (laughs) 
We all know that he would never do this. Why would he do this? This is strange. It is. And then he looks at himself in the mirror and he seems freaked out by what he sees. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So he goes down to the morgue in the hospital and he pulls out of the freezer or whatever, the body freezer thing, the body of the bank robber Mm -hmm. that Scully shot. And he cuts off his, like, two of his, or three of his fingers on his left hand. That's Mm -hmm. freaky. Mm -hmm. And he steals Mm -hmm. his wedding band. Why would he want the wedding band of his sworn enemy? A trophy, perhaps? I guess. Creepy. Weird. I don't know. But that's that on that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're done. That's the end of the episode. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) No. We cut. Sorry. It's a crime scene. Yeah. Same scene, but a crime scene. Now it's a crime that occurred. Mm-hmm. I was also wondering, there was like, it didn't see, why, why exactly was it a crime scene? They had, they had like 20 people and they're like taking pictures and they had like tape all over the place. And it's like, from, from their perspective, all they know is, okay, one of the FBI agents almost died. He, he woke up. And he cut somebody's fingers off, which is weird, but they know who it is. Yeah. I don't know why they need to do all this. That's a good point. I mean, I guess body mutilation is a crime, but it does seem excessive. Yeah. I mean, it is a crime and they should find him, but like, I don't know why they're setting it up. Like, you know, we got to figure out who did this and get the fingerprints and the boot prints and all that. Well, do they know that it was him who did it until they get like fingerprints from the scene? Well, he disappeared from the... Well, that's because someone, one person disappears from the okay, hospital and another person right, somewhere else in the hospital right, gets their right, fingers yeah. cut off. So <laughs> sure. It, um, it is excessive. Okay. I don't think the FBI would actually send that many people. Okay. Anyway, I think I'm right. nitpicking. No, it's very silly. There's like 40 people in this room <laughs> yeah. processing the scene. Yes. Yeah. But whatever. That's fair. Well, there is a dead body. Mm, it's true. But they were already dead. It's a morgue. Also, should Scully be allowed to like be one of the ones investigating like don't they take you off of cases once you've like shot someone and you'd your ex think but she wasn't she clearly was not um that broken up about it that's true she's really fine she's i would say disturbingly fine she's fine she's a sociopath yeah anyway (laughs) so they're basically just uh talking about why willis would have done this and scully is mentioning how obsessed he was with the case and then they do a little bit of background research and uh they find out so Dupre's girlfriend's name was Lula and uh Dupre so Lula was in prison Dupre was the prison guard and while she was in prison they carried on a torrid romance (laughs) Uh uh-huh so they're basically a murder couple which theoretically is something that I would be into but these people are kind of boring. Yeah. But they did kill seven people, so they deserve a little bit of respect. That's true. You know, that's not nothing. And they yeah. got, they stole $100,000. Yeah. So, not nothing. Seems like you could get more by the time you killed seven people, but whatever. Yeah. Also, they're still living in, like, the shittiest apartment of all time, so. Well, they don't want to be obvious. They got to filter it through their laser tag <laughs> company. <laughs> sure. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, so yeah, the FBI has released her picture to like America's Most Wanted and everything. So they're on a, a nationwide manhunt mm-hmm. to find this Lula lady. 
And then Mulder's like, oh my god, you didn't tell me they were married. (laughs) He does put two and two together that obviously the person who was cutting off the fingers on the left hand was doing it to get the wedding band that Mm -hmm. is now gone. Mm. Mm. Suspicious. Suspicious. Not just a random mutilation after all, then. Mm-hmm. We cut mm-hmm. to a shitty apartment or something. One of many shitty apartments in this episode. I was unclear if they were different or the same. I think they're different. I think they're different. Anyway. Many, yes. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, it's Willis. He's trying to... He's calling out to Lula. He's like, you there, babe? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Why is he saying that? I don't know. Willis? Huh. Jack? Huh? The FBI agent? Maybe he's just searching for her because she's a criminal. Could be. Mm. So he does at one point just stop and dramatically (laughs) shake his head and go, baby, baby, baby. (laughs) In an empty room. Yeah, like same. (laughs) It's very funny. We've all done it. Um, So he like goes to the fireplace and he reaches up into the flue. Like clearly that was a place that the bank robbers Mm -hmm. hid things and there's nothing in there. And then he starts, like, bleeding from his forearm right where the tattoo was on our bank robber, Mr. Dupre. Looks it like Dupre. a rash or something. The Dupre or Dupree? I feel like some of them said it some Dupree. way. And some of them said it another. I, <laughs> I think it had one E. Okay. Dupre. Dupre sounds more right. Okay. Dupre. I don't know if that's true. Okay. Dupre. Yeah, so it's, he's got, like, a weird little rash. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Probably nothing. Probably nothing. I wouldn't worry okay. about it. All right, we go back to FBI HQ. HQ headquarters. Mm-mm-mm. It's, they, they're looking at a thumbprint from, Ooh. what is the thumbprint from again? Uh, I don't know. They just must have found it somewhere in the, in the morgue. Okay, it I was guess. in the morgue though. It wasn't. Like, it was probably like the bank it might have been like on the uh, slab okay. that Dupre's body was on or something. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so it's a left thumbprint, which is relevant because Willis is right-handed, mm-hmm. but Dupre he's left-handed. Whoa! Huh? Interesting. Makes you think. Makes you think. I'm thinking about it right now. Uh, Scully's not into this line of of thinking. Sure. Uh-huh. Which, to be fair, is insane. <laughs> it's with, like, three pieces of sort of evidence, Mulder <laughs> has decided that yeah. her her partner, who uh-huh. was dead, legally dead, what do you call it? Not legally dead. Um, uh, medically dead? There's, like, a phrase. Yeah, yeah, there is. Medically dead, like sure. technically technically dead for like 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mulder has already decided that he is now um, inhabited and possessed by the soul and consciousness sure. of the bank robber mm-hmm. that died at the same time. And he's right. He turns out to be right. Not a lot of evidence there, no. but... It would just be so annoying <laughs> if this was your coworker and sure. he was right about it. Yeah. <sighs> Poor Scully. Ridiculous. We also get to see a little more of their office than we have before, I think. Yeah. They've got, like, a little side office. It looks very kind nice. Fun. I really like uh, I like how messy it is. Mm-hmm. It's very homey. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so Mulder has uh, the EKG strip from 
like that was recording Willis's cardiac activity when he died. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, what does this look like to you, Skelly? And she's like, oh, it's just like an electric malfunction. It's like the machine wasn't working or whatever. And then he like winks and he's like, yeah, but what does it look like to you? And she says, fine. <laughs> Fine. It looks like two heartbeats at the same time. And on she one smacks machine. him in the face and walks That's out. Exactly. She's so mad. Yeah. <laughs> She's more just tired. So they decide that they need uh, an expert's opinion. So they head back to the University of Maryland. Again, we've been here before mm-hmm. in the Jersey Devil. Heck yeah. The this, old yeah. This professor... Not as cool as Jersey Devil Professor, of course. No, it could be. But this guy's pretty cool. He's all right, mm-hmm. you know. I'd say he's not as cool as the arson guy, not as cool as Jersey Devil guy, but, you know, he's all right. Unfortunately, he did look kind of like my physics teacher from high school who was the worst. Okay. And ironically, my physics teacher from high school did tell us about his near-death experience when he saw Jesus. <laughs> oh. Um, Are you sure it wasn't this guy? <laughs> Uh, this guy was too competent. Okay. This was also the physics teacher who, when everybody complained to the administration that he didn't know how to do basic math, even though he was a physics teacher, he then pulled out records from his high school of his math tests, and he was like, see, I passed my math tests. It was like he was, took a class on how to get bullied by high schoolers. I don't know. It was rough. <laughs> anyway, he was the worst. So, unfortunately, I had baggage that I brought okay, to this character course. that he didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. I'm going to reserve judgment. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this guy is a biologist, but he knows a whole lot about near-death experiences. He can't stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. He just goes through the whole spiel. I don't know. He gives a lot of examples of real near-death experiences. He mentions that a lot of people, when they have one, uh, there is sort of a burst of electrical activity, and frequently people's watches stop. Mm-hmm. So that'll that'll come up later. Mm-hmm. And uh, this burst of energy. Oh, and he mentions that sometimes when people uh, have this near-death experience, some of them kind of switch consciousnesses with other people and then mm-hmm. gain knowledge that they would otherwise not have access to hmm. as if they switched into the other person's body. That's not, like, relevant mm-hmm. to this episode, though, right? All right, well, that's that. So then skulls are... Oh, God. You know, the boot crew. No. Okay. I write it in my notes like an idiot. Oh, I see, I like read it. Well, that's why. The boot crew, like, leave the classroom, and they're walking down the stair, and Scully is all like, yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I understand that near-death experiences are real, but I think it's, like, kind of a stretch to go from Mm -hmm. that to the bank robber is... His consciousness is in my old friend's body. Which, I mean, she's right. Yeah. I mean, she's wrong. But. But she's right. She should be right. In a just world, she should be right. But unfortunately, she's wrong. (laughs) Um, And then Mulder is like, well, how do you, uh, how do you know this guy? Like, were you, you, like, friends or what? Mm -hmm. Were you, like, friends? And then she's like, we dated for a year. (gasps) Almost a year. (gasps) Not even a year. He was her... (laughs) instructor at the academy oh there's a lot of relationships that are wow. starting in incredibly dicey situations wow. with a large power imbalance in this episode wow. i just don't know how i feel about that wow. 
prison guard and prisoner? That's obviously disgusting. <laughs> Teacher and student, quite bad also. Mm-hmm. Not good. No. What's going on? Although, Less it is, you know, she's in post-college, so she's like 26, so it's not as bad. Yeah, I mean, if it was like after the class ended, maybe. Yeah. But, or maybe it was, we don't have the details. It could have been. Still kind of creepy. It's, it's, it is a little dicey, but not, probably not as creepy as it could be. That's right. It's not nearly as creepy as prison guard, prisoner. Yeah. So. Fair enough. True. Okay. So. Uh, and also, so she's talking about their torrid romance the that they had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. Spicy and hot. These are both two dispassionate people. Yes. <laughs> I would describe them yes. as. Um, but uh, they had a, such a deep connection because they have the same birthday. February 23rd something. February 27th. 23rd. Sounds right. Sure. Something like that. Something like that. I I think as you explained it, it made sense because clearly they continued to be friends or whatever after they broke up. But I did like how she said we dated for almost a year and then she said we used to celebrate our birthdays in some dive bar. <laughs> I was like, used to? You shared at most one birthday. They might, at have, most. They might have gone out before they started dating. So. Exactly. And then, okay. obviously, they continued knowing each other afterwards, so I, I'll accept it. Okay. But this it time. a little dicey. She's on thin ice, is she's all I'm saying. She's on thin fucking ice. Used to. It sounds like they did it one time, and she's trying to sound cooler than she is. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, yeah. don't we all do that? Anyway, she's not convinced by Mulder's logic that Dupre is in Willis's body. Nope. Weird, Weird. camera work. Yeah, that's Transition what I was going to say. Yeah. Between these two. Do you want to describe it? I don't even... It's just like a big fast cut, and then we're looking at a, a bright light, and then it just kind of zooms back really fast and, like, rack focuses to Jack's face. It's just a really weird, weird choice. It's to show how it's not really him, you know? Mm-hmm. And to keep us off balance. Sure. You know? I mean, I guess. I guess. But he's here. Mm-hmm. He's in another gross apartment number two. Mm-hmm. Three? Two. two. Gross this apartment like number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's threatening some nasty guy with a gun. This nasty guy, guy. I'm just, uh, you know, he has a nasty aura. He does. It's true. Um, I'm sorry. You're he's right. just a gross little dude. You're Are you right. going to defend this guy? No, he's a gross little dude. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. He doesn't seem to have any uh, redeeming characteristics. Yeah. He's just a little weirdo. He's a little weirdo. He... Uh, yeah, so he's threatening him with a gun. He's like, get out of the bed. And this guy's like, well, I don't have any clothes on. And then he gets out of the bed. He does have clothes on. Full so. full jeans. Full not even jeans. normal sleep clothes. He's just in bed with his whole jeans on. As like, was, off creep. As I was watching it again, I was trying to, like, scope out if we were supposed to believe that he, like, slipped his jeans on before he got out of the bed. I don't think so. I think probably it's just a line they wrote in the script. And yeah. then... The, the costume department just gave him jeans and never never the twain shall meet. Jeans, though. If you jeans. sleep in jeans, you should go to therapy. There was, in the other episode, Mulder was wearing jeans in bed, too. It was like, what the Disco- fuck? Wait, what episode? Um, Conduit. When when the 
and uh, the the people broke into his hotel oh, yeah. room, and he had like jeans and That's a true. watch on. There was plausible deniability that he was in the process of putting clothes on as they were. Okay. That's true. We don't have proof that he was sleeping in that, but he's on also on thin ice. <laughs> sure. Don't sleep in jeans. Don't, don't like, sleep in jeans. Love yourself. Come on. Buy something soft. Don't be Even hanging out in your own house with jeans on. That's mm. a stretch. That's mm. rough. You have to have a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. I need an excuse yeah. for that kind of nonsense. Ugh. You're literally wearing jeans right now. What? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm doing important work. That's true. I'm, I'm taking this seriously. I'm sure. Actually, I should be ashamed because I am wearing yeah. sweatpants. And you can probably hear that in my voice, and I apologize. Hey, That's hey, not very professional. Hey, usually after work, I do put on sweatpants, but on Mondays, I'm like, no. I'm, this is serious. This is business I have time. to bring my A game, That's so I true. leave my jeans on. Well, I appreciate you doing that. That's very good of yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. And you're, you're bringing up the entire level of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Th- no, Th- no, thank, no, no, thank me. Thank you. Thank me. <laughs> thank Ella. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so that's not the relevant part, but, but it's the relevant part for me that he's wearing a whole last jeans. Mm-hmm. So he gets out of, the gross little man gets out of bed. Willis goes over to his fridge and just takes a beer, which is yeah. rude, whatever. <laughs> and then, obviously, we, weird little guy is named Tommy. Tommy is very confused as mm-hmm. to what's happening. Who is this man? I've never seen him before. He knows my name. Mm-hmm. He seems to know me. He's mm-hmm. acting like I should know him. What's mm-hmm. going on? Uh, and then... Uh, Willis is all like, where's Lula? Where's Lula? How do I find your sister Lula? Lula! Where is she? I love her. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. (laughs) And then they turn on the TV, and Mm -hmm. oh boy, Lula's on the TV. She's on the tube. Because the FBI is looking for her. Mm -hmm. I Do you have to know, pretty cool uh, mugshot. It's not a mugshot, because what do you call that? Like uh, just a pretty cool picture. Yeah, cool picture. She's like standing against. It's like a black and white picture. She's standing against a wall and like blowing smoke out. Yeah, it's kind of cool. She's a cool person. I, you know, if I was on the run from the law, uh, you know, if there's a picture like that of me, mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. We gotta take more cool pictures of you, uh, smoking. You <laughs> have to take up smoking. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to. It's cool. You have to. I'm sorry. Fine. I don't make the rules. It's a cool hobby. Okay. For for my fugitive career, I will do it. We only need one picture of it. Okay. And then I can just give that to the cops when you do crimes. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Cool. Perfect. We got We're ready. Um, and then, <laughs> he's like, whatever, you know, Tommy's like, I still don't know who you are, but it looks like they're going to find her before you do. And then Willis is just like, I miss her so much. And then he's just like bleeding. And then he's like, even ugliness is beautiful because of her. Bro. I hate this guy. <laughs> Insufferable. It's like one thing if this is a mutual thing. Yeah. You know, if if they're both evil people in love with each other, yeah. you know I'm into it. I know you are. But in this case, eh, bro. He's it's just much. kind of pathetic. Yeah. You know? It's just a bit much. He's coming on too strong. He is. He needs to dial it back. You know, I believe that he can find a lovely lady mm-hmm. who is also evil and will love him the way that he deserves to be loved. It's beautiful. But it's not Lula. It's not Lula. No. It's never someone that you coerce into a relationship um, when you have extreme power over them. Yeah. Although, just knowing them, I feel like Lula was the one that coerced him. I mean, probably, but... 
you know, she was imprisoned. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Who knows? So, um, he points his gun at Tommy, mm-hmm. and he's like, you set us up. And Tommy's like, wait a minute, I, is, wait, that, wait, is that Dupree wait. over there? <laughs> And then he puts on his glasses and he's like, oh, wait, come here closer, Sonny. Like, you look like Willis from the FBI, but Ooh. you're acting awful like Dupree. Is, this, is that you? Ooh. And then Willis shoots him. <laughs> sure. Yeah. The end. The end. Pour one out for Tommy. Mm. So sad. We're back to crime scene. Back to crime scene. <laughs> Same scene. New crime. New crime. This time it makes All the time. more sense that there are a lot of cops there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, local PD or whoever is given Skelly the rundown. Um, they're talking about how the rats got to the body before the cops did. So I guess Tommy yeah, got eaten by rats. That was a weird pl- plot point. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's, just, it's been like six hours. I guess <laughs> they work sh- fast. It's a shitty apartment. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Rats are cute, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. Ugh. They're cute. Gross. They're so cute. Yuck. I love when I see rats in the subway. I say hello. The one time that you saw. The one time? I, I used to see rats in the subway. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Uh, it was amazing. He was so cute. Mm-hmm. He was just eating out of a little fast food container. Okay. Mm. I'll only be impressed if I see a little rat in the subway and he's smoking a cigarette. Well, they've actually had a pretty serious campaign to try and get <laughs> rats off the cigarettes. Because, you know, Big Tobacco obviously mm-hmm. wants that because sure. there's a lot of rats. It's a big, big demographic yeah, for them. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, but there's been some, like, really cool activists mm-hmm. in the rat community <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. fighting against that um, okay. and trying to convince rats that it's not cool. Okay. Do you think rats just, like, eat cigarette butts? That feels like something they would do. It's not... I don't think so, because it's not like it wouldn't give them any nutritional value, would it? I don't think so, but they're, like, so evil and weird. I mean, I love them, but they're evil and weird. Accord- okay. According to ratforum.com. You know I'm making an account. (laughs) Rats I have heard love tobacco and other (gasps) things like it. I would never let them eat it, though. Be careful. Oh. So according to somebody on (laughs) ratforum.com. Well. This was posted in 2011. (laughs) Well, this was back before the campaign Uh to get rats to stop smoking. So. Hmm. Anyway. Okay. There's a lot of peer pressure in in rat culture. Is it true? Mm Mm-hmm. So sad. I know. Wow. It's tough, but we're working on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um so they're like, Oh yeah, this was this was Tommy Phillips. It was Lula's brother. Uh <laughs> brother. That's a local cop voice. Mm-hmm. Um Tommy only did small crimes, unlike his big sister, who was always doing big crimes like murder mm-hmm. and bank robbery. Mm-hmm. Uh and Mulder's like, Hey, was the TV on when you guys got here? And local PD's like, no, why do you care? And then Mulder's like, hey, let's uh, let's get some fingerprints off mm-hmm. this TV. And apparently they didn't think of that before. They're dumbasses. I That's why Mulder has to come in. Mm-hmm. Sure. And actually do his job. That's why they pay him the big bucks. Do they pay him the big bucks? No, probably not. What? How much? We've talked about this before. How much an FBI agent makes. I don't think we've talked about it before. We never, like, actually looked it up, but I feel yeah. like I'm used like when I was thinking about how Skelly afforded her apartment. Yeah, I mean, I assume it's not that much. Yeah, a a decent Enough. wage. Yeah. Enough. Anyway, so um, as Mulder is doing his job, 
there the Willis shows up at the mm-hmm. front door of the apartment. He's berating the B cop that's mm-hmm. like blocking off the crime scene. He's he like, looks pretty intense. Don't you know who I am? Let me in here. I'm I'm a man. I'm I'm a man. My name is Willis. I will say that Dupree 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 is really like acting well. Like I don't know. He's like really committed to the fact that he is Willis. You know what I mean? The character, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, not the guy. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> okay. But it's like, I feel like it would be very disorienting to wake up in someone else's body yeah. after being shot. Yeah, he really, uh, he's just like, all right. I'm Willis now. <laughs> okay. And I can act and fake it. Yeah. It's imp- I'm just impressed. Okay. Just, there's a lot of, like, confidence yeah. and, like, presence of mind. You know, if only he had had a better partner than Lula, yeah. he really could have gone places. Exactly. <sighs> Sad. So sad. Um, so Scully goes and you know pulls him away, and as she pulls Willis away, the cop who was like stopping him from coming into the crime scene is just like, "I was just doing my job, Miss." <laughs> I don't know. It was a fun like ADR line for no reason. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, Scully's like, "Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> what uh, did you uh, did you cut someone's fingers off? Mm-hmm. Why'd you leave the hospital? What's going on? What's up with you? Let's catch up." Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a lover's tiff. Scully's not into his energy. Mm-mm-mm. He's intense, and she's not feeling it Mm-mm. at all. No, no. She's used to boring Jack. Yeah, boring old Jack. Exactly. Steady. Sure. Passionless. Just kind of there. I guess. Although everything that we learn about him is he's very intense. Yeah, he's obsessed with and obsessed with yeah. dumb shit. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> so I take it back. I mean, he still sucks, yeah. but I don't know that passionless is the correct descriptor. Too much passion for his job? Yeah. A workaholic? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So. Hey, you know, maybe uh, Dupree and Willis should have gotten together. Hey! You know, yeah. I feel like that would have been a more successful partnership. I think there I'm was some uh, implications about how obsessed Willis was with the case. I mean, there literally weren't because it was a TV show in the 90s. But, <laughs> but again. But I feel like there should have been some implications. You take what you can get. He was very obsessed with these mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Come on. Come on. There's something in there. Dupree would have let you in. Lula would have left and that would probably have been better for everybody. Yeah. And it would have been very dramatic. You know, mm-hmm. you got the, the FBI agent and the bank robber together. Yeah. That is actually... One of the games that my friend and I played in elementary school with our uh-huh. stuffed dogs. Feels right. One of them was a cat and one of them was a bank robber. <laughs> and they fun. lived together and they were lovers. Aww. Aww. But like the FBI agent didn't know. He was like, you know, obsessed with trying Ooh. to find the bank robber. <laughs> this is very exciting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know how little girls play. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Did Did the bear ever find out? I don't think we ever resolved. It. I'll have to reach out and okay. see if we can finish this thread. <laughs> Okay. It was very dramatic. I'm very though. invested in yeah. this love story. I mean, it was good. It, okay. Humble brag, you know. <laughs> story for eight-year-olds. Sure. Anyway. Anyway. So, Willis goes to the gun range. He's shoot, shoot, shooting. Uh, he has to get recertified because he was medically dead for 14 minutes or whatever. That's fair. Mulder shows up. He's chatting him up. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? Uh, I've got this birthday card for you to sign. It's Scully's birthday today. Hmm. Uh, you wanna you wanna sign it? Hmm. And Willis is like, of course, I would love to sign Scully's birthday card. 
hmm. But then Mulder drops it on Scully's desk and she's like, Mulder, what the hell? It's not my birthday. And she's very hurt. She does seem like a little bit genuinely hurt. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, you're two months early. It's not my birthday, Mulder. Shouldn't you know this? That's wrong. Very sad. I know. I feel bad for her. In Mulder's defense, I mean, this would be the first birthday. Yeah. You know, this is like the first year that he's known her, so. No, they used to go places for their birthday. <laughs> they used All the time. to. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's true. But you know he knows her birthday. Oh, for sure. He knew it before she even said it earlier this episode. There's no way he didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on. It's February 23rd. He's Mulder. Come on. He loves her. Well, yeah. he doesn't, but he will. He will. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen the show. <laughs> well, anyway. Anyway, so it was a test. Mm-hmm. He was testing Willis. Mm-hmm. Scully does not seem super convinced. No. But the evidence is mounting. <laughs> he didn't know a birthday. Mm-hmm. He wrote with his left hand. Mm-hmm. His signature is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, first thought probably wouldn't be possession. It would probably be more along the lines of, like, Mental medical trauma. breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a stroke. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Brain damage. But. Something like that. Or. Also. Possession. Be possession. Possession. And then we cut again. We got Willis. He's at his shitty little desk. In with, this shitty little bullpen. In this shitty little bullpen. Seems like he should have a better desk. Considering, I assume he is, uh, you know, well-regarded in the Bureau. Because he's, you know, he was like an instructor and now he, I don't know, he's chasing bank robbers. I assume that he's well-regarded. The lead investigator on this big murder Mm -hmm. bank robbery case. And he just has this shitty desk in, like, the middle of this room. While Mulder, who the Bureau hates, has Mm -hmm. his own office. I mean, sure, it's in the basement and it's, you know, it kind of sucks. But He has a door. He has a door. I guess, uh, you know, Willis isn't no desk jockey. He's out in the field. He's uh-huh. out glad handing. Sure. He's out hitting the pavement. He's out ki- kissing babies. He's out for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. He's on the campaign trail and everyone's like, what are you running for? And he's like, <laughs> just my life. Uh-huh. He's always <laughs> passing out leaflets in the office and they're like, Jack, I don't think this is not you your have job. A jo- you already yeah, have a what job. What are you doing? You're not running for anything, mm-hmm. Jack. Stop. He's but he easily won't. confused. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bit of an idiot. That's why <laughs> he and Scully broke up. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But still well regarded, so it does seem weird. But, well, actually, I just literally thought of this. Maybe they have an entire office because technically they're an entire department. Oh, that's true. So. Yeah. So I guess that's why. Okay, maybe. Maybe but, Yeah, maybe the bullpen is to, like, foster, you know. Camaraderie. Camaraderie among yeah. the team. Maybe it's, like a temporary HQ for the bank robbery Maybe. case. I don't know. It's still a shitty desk. Maybe it's just the other side of the set that they use for the X-Files <laughs> office and they didn't want to like pay for another location. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. There's all sorts of options. Look, they didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. So he gets a call on the tip line and he's like, oh, what, what's going on? And he rushes out of the office and Scully's there. I think she's coming to go see mm-hmm. him. And she's like, well, where are you going? And he's like, I, I've got a break in the case. And at first he said, it's a break or something, or like a break. And I thought that he just meant he was like going on a break. <laughs> like he's just taking his 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's weird. But okay. But he meant a break in the case. Yeah. And not his union mandated mm-hmm. break. So yes. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. He's just like really intense. And he's like, oh, we uh, we got it. We're going to find Lulu. We're ready. We're, I'm going to go see her right now. Mm-hmm. We know where she is. 
And Scully's like, hey, do you know what happened to the fingerprint that we found on the TV in Tommy's apartment? Because mm-hmm. um, you took the evidence bag, and now it's gone. Mm-hmm. And that's a little weird. And he's like, what are you implying? How dare you? How dare you? I would... Well, he, I don't think he actually denies it. He's just like, how dare you? How dare you imply this about me? Yeah. Your friend, yeah. Jack Willis. He got rid of it. Yeah. Destroying evidence. <sighs> That's going to come back to haunt him in the election. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> when he's running for, what would he run for? Comptroller. Still don't really know what a comptroller does. <laughs> Something with finance. Sure. I think. Something. Anyway... So they go off to a shitty apartment number three. Mm-hmm. To visit Mr. TV fake name, Moltrovich. 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 Not a real name. Never a real name. No. But they but. go see the manager of this mm-hmm. uh, apartment building. And he's like, uh, yeah, I did see this lady who looks like Lula. And she's over in apartment, I don't know. 307. 307. Mm-hmm. Uh... And Willis was supposed to call for backup. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, of course I did. Scully, sure. don't worry about it. But they're not here yet. That's weird. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, the tip, the time's ticking. They gotta mm-hmm. go look for her. Yeah, they better get going. Oof. They look down in a hallway. They look down a hallway? <laughs> they look slowly down a hallway. Yep. And they slee. <laughs> Slula? They Is it Slula? They slee Slula. No. And she's got her slandry. <laughs> And she sl- runs away. She slows her laundry and then th- she slums away. <laughs> so, so, so they go on a big chase. <laughs> they're going through boiler rooms. They're going through ventilation mm. rooms. The usual. It's a yakety sax situation. Yakety sax does play. <laughs> it's spooky. It's not silly. <laughs> okay. It's spooky. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh my god. Sorry. They're so desperate to find her lula mm-hmm. but so was so so dupree was and so was willis do they have more in common than willis would ever want to admit were they both obsessed Whoa. with the chase of this woman Whoa. you know i think you're right is that saying something but the nature of police work and love and obsession in a better episode it might but it's not in this episode, so we don't have to worry about that. So they keep chasing her. <laughs> um, and Scully finds her, mm-hmm. tackles her, mm-hmm. shoves her onto a mattress, handcuffs her, and uh-huh. she's like, all right, come in, Willis. We got, I got it. I got it. I'll let you finish her off. With. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but... Like, like you get the... I guess you get the, the official the arrest. arrest. Yeah. I assume she's not... Um, supporting just extrajudicial homicide i don't i don't think (laughs) scully would be into that probably not no and then what does her her (laughs) ex-lover jack willis do to her right now he well he says even the weird thing that he says (laughs) um both yeah okay the weird thing and then what he does. Well, Scully's like, she's all yours, and he's like, yeah, like I dug out a leash. Which is <laughs> like, bro, That's weird. what is wrong with you? That, you can't Sir, say that to you can't say that to people. No. And then he... Wait, does something else happen before he cuff, cuffs Scully? I think he takes her gun. Okay. And then he cuffs her. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, he throws cuffs too. Oh, you're talking about Scully. Yeah. I thought you meant what he did to Lula. Oh. Uh, see, I was getting Willis and Dupree mixed up because they're just the same person. Uh, ba- ba- I mean, literally. I thought you meant what Willis was doing gotcha. to Lula. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I no, I meant what what Willis or <sighs> Dupree mm-hmm. does to Scully. It's just that you know they're so they're so intertwined at this point that I just can't separate. I mean, these characters in my mind. I mean, they literally are. Yeah. Like it's just like actually. Yeah. I feel like you're saying it sarcastically, like, but they literally are. I just can't. I don't understand. Separate Why are you? these characters. Why are you being sarcastic? Warren Dupree and <laughs> Alan Cox. What's his what? name? <laughs> Jack, <laughs> Jack Willis. Alan Cox. I'm gonna start calling him that. Okay. But. Anyway, that's what Dupree does. Mm-hmm. But then Willis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to poor Scully, mm-hmm. he throws his little handcuffs over, and Scully's like, excuse me? He's he, just trying to do a little something new in the bedroom. But they're not in a bedroom. With a mattress. They're in a, well, okay. But they're in a gross little basement. Well, I'm not saying she's into it, and I'm not saying it's okay. But he's just trying to you can't you know, just explore. You can't just throw that upon people. No, you should talk you know? about it for sure. I mean, you have to talk you about it. You talk about it. Also, don't do it in the middle of an arrest. <laughs> you know? Weird. Maybe do it, you know, when you're together in private. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's more traditional. It's just it's just not good on, on many fronts. Are you kink-shaming Jack Willis? Um, This guy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I am. He deserves it. Yeah. Okay, okay. <sighs> So he cuffs Scully, and then Scully's like, God damn it. <laughs> First of all, you know, I guess she's upset about being kidnapped or whatever. But mm-hmm. more importantly, she's upset that Mulder's right. Yeah, she's she's like, like, fuck. How how did he get this one? How of all of the times that he mm-hmm. has said bullshit, this yeah. is the time he was right? Mm-hmm. That'd be so annoying. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. She probably just wants to die at this point. Like, I would rather die <laughs> sure. than face Mulder. So I assume, you know, in the intervening scene that we don't see where they mm-hmm. take Scully to the safe house, she's just, like, complaining about Mulder the whole time. Yeah. I assume. I assume, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, as you say, they take her to a safe house. This is gross apartment number four of the four? episode. Yeah, because we see the first one where... Uh, presumably Dupre and Lula lived. Uh-huh. Then we see Tommy's apartment. Uh-huh. And then we see the manager oh, where right. Lula was hiding out. Okay. And now we got a safe house. Okay. So, gross apartment number four. Four. Scully's handcuffed to a radiator. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. That'd be really hot if it was winter. Because it's like December, right? The radiator's probably not working, though. Oh, that's true. I mean. Also, it's probably really cold. Yeah. That's What's what worse? Probably the radiator being on. Probably the radiator being on. Yeah. They're quite hot. Um, and Willis is trying to convince Lula that he's not Willis. Mm-hmm. He's Dupre, mm-hmm. her lover in the nighttime. Mm-hmm. In the daytime. Which, because, yeah, that's true. Which, because Lula is not older, she also does not believe or appreciate very much. Uh-huh. For some reason. Uh, so he starts, you know, telling her, like, memories that only Dupre would know about mm-hmm. their wedding night and promises he made to her about his wedding ring and things like that mm-hmm. whatever and she's like fine maybe this is fucking weird but maybe um and then he's like don't worry baby it won't make any difference in the dark <laughs> which is a very creepy thing to say to someone um Ooh. but also he is objectively more attractive now so she should be fine with yeah it. you'd think i mean that's not how it works <laughs> 
But to be flippant, because yeah. the episode is fairly flippant. Sure. Hmm. He also mentions that they did, like, a blood oath. Like, yeah. they're 14 years old. Yeah. Like, you're fully grown adults. Come on. He's a romantic. Get it together. He's a Again, you know, if this were more of a mutual thing, yeah. it perhaps could be. But it wasn't. This guy, her, she's all right. She's but this fine. guy, she, could she, do she was kind of cool. She could do a lot better. Yeah, for sure. I kind of liked her vibe, actually. Yeah, she was cool. We'll talk about it in the fashion. But report. this guy, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we cut to Mulder and the like bald local PD guy that we met at Tommy's apartment for the first time. They're kind of investigating what happened to Scully because mm-hmm. she is gone, which is not good. Mm-hmm. So they go to talk to the manager that Willis and Scully talked to to get the information on Lula. And he's like, where's my real... Moldervich. Please. Sorry. Uh, they go to talk to Moldervich, and Moldervich is like, where's my... Moldrovich. Moldrovich. Please. I'm sorry. Please. I need to respect the name. Yeah. Thank you. They go to talk to Moldrovich. Thank you. A real name <laughs> that humans have. A real man. And he says, where's my reward? And then <laughs> Mulder's like, don't call us. We'll call you. Don't worry about it. And then they <laughs> walk away. Uh, so now they have an idea of maybe what's going on. They're piecing it together. They knew that Willis and Scully were there. They knew that they were looking for Lula, that Lula was there too. Mulder knows that it's not Willis, it's Dupree. Mm -hmm. It's all coming together, man. Tenet, you know? It's all happening. (laughs) Mulder makes some, like, vague comment about, like, maybe it wasn't Willis. And the cop's like, what do you mean? We saw him on the, the... tape or something and the guy gave us a description and we have his voice on the phone is this one of your x-file theories (laughs) (laughs) and Mulder's just like whatever forget it normie you're like too boring to even you're so far underneath me i I don't have time to explain my theory about possession to you (laughs) from simultaneous death okay Mm -hmm. i don't have time yeah we have to go to the University of Maryland if I wanted to describe this <laughs> to you. Uh, so the cop does not seem super impressed either. No. Mm. We're seeing more. We're getting back to Mulder disrespect in the FBI. Disrespect. Well, we're going to get some more of it yeah, later. Yeah, we're going to get some more, and I'm going to mm. be PO'd. Oof. Let's just say that. Oof. Oof. Mulder gets a call on his cellular telephone. With his little he, antenna. With his little antenna. He answers it. Who is it? It's Dupree. Or Willis? I don't know anymore. They're the same. They're the same. It's your classic ransom call. It's your classic, I'll kill you if you hurt her. You know, Mm -hmm. it's your classic. We've seen it. We've seen it. We love it. Mm -hmm. You know, etc. He gets to talk to Scully for like one second. He's like, Dana, are you okay? Baby, baby, I miss you. I love you. He's really trying to make the first name thing happen, and I don't think she's ever called him Fox. No. Yet. I feel like she will. I didn't. I didn't actually remember him. I don't know. It'll. I'm sure. I assume it'll happen. I don't know. It's got kind of a uh, Dupree Lula vibe. One of them's a little more into it. Uh, I guess in terms of the name, <laughs> but nothing else. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, so we. Go back to, we're following Scully again, chained to her radiator. Doesn't have a saw, so she can't get out. Can't cut her arm off. Sauce? 
you know, if, you had, if she had a saw, she could cut her arm off oh, and get out of there. I thought you said sauce. Oh, well, she also, I don't think, has a sauce. <laughs> what does sauce have to do with this? I mean, I'm just saying, if I was being held captive and chained to a radiator, mm-hmm. I would appreciate some good sauce to eat. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I understand that. You know? Okay. Sauce is the boss. That's true. Uh, and she's all, like, trying to convince who she believes still is Willis. Mm-hmm. Or at least Willis is in there. She's like, you know, this isn't going to work. The FBI doesn't negotiate with mm-hmm. hostage takers. And then just, like, Mufasa voice. Remember who you are. You're my lover. I know you. Remember when we ice fished in your parents' <laughs> cabin? And then Dupree's like, I was born in the year of the rat. <laughs> Which is great. Which is a cool one. And I know. gotta start saying that. Yeah, but we were born in the year of the dog, so it's not as cool. I guess. Is that a reference to the fact that rats ate Tommy's body? Does that mean yeah. that actually Willis ate Tommy's body? Yes. It's secretly cannibalism. Gross. They just didn't have time to to deal with it in forty five minutes. I mean, that's fair. They're like, we got it. We got to keep moving. I we don't have time fair. for this. You just gotta keep in the little references. Mm-hmm. To sure, keep it interesting. Yeah, of course. Um. So yeah. So basically, Scully's trying to convince him that he's still Willis, and she's trying to bring her lover back from the brink of insanity. And mm-hmm. Dupree is like, "No, I'm Dupree. No, no, no. Sorry." There is some cool I liked he was getting... I mean, there, some of it was getting through, because mm-hmm. he was kind of getting flashes, yeah. Willis's memories of the cabin, and there's kind of, like, cool flashes of, like, an icy road. I was into that. Yeah. It was very spooky. It was good. Yeah. Um, and then he just starts turning... He's like, I watched his soul leave. I watched Willis die. He's not here anymore, Scully. Ooh. It's just you and me. <laughs> but it'd be scary if he did. He does say, I'll make you stone cold. It's fucked up. It's kind of funny, though. It's kind of a cool thing to say. That's true. I don't know. It, like, I feel like it's not done super effectively, so I don't. I didn't remember feeling any particular emotions when I watched it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it could be done well that she's like begging him and like she's like i know you won't kill me because mm-hmm. you're you're jack but like yeah. it's not really him but like it is kind of him and from her perspective it's probably pretty like traumatizing emotionally that yeah. her like ex-boyfriend is acting all crazy and trying to kill her yeah. so i could see where it would be affecting mm-hmm. theoretically again this episode is continuing the what is this now four episode streak not consecutively but just introducing characters that <laughs> supposedly should be important to Mulder and Scully, but, you know, are, aren't really. Yeah. I mean, in this defense, as we'll see, spoiler, he does die at the end, so. Yeah. At least that's why he doesn't come back. It's a little weird that, like, Phoebe doesn't come back. Yeah. Anyway, um, I will say that uh, Mulder's being a lot more mature about meeting Scully's ex than <laughs> Scully was about meeting Mulder's ex. That's true. So. That's true. I don't know. It's because, I don't know. This episode wasn't written by Chris Carter? I was, I was, I was gonna not say it. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, no, no, I'm not gonna say it. Okay, I'll say it for you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, And so then Lula kind of like rolls in, she's drinking a Coke or whatever, and Willis grabs it from her and like starts chugging it, and then he's like, oh, don't you got any more of this pop stuff? And then, uh uh-oh. That's not good because nope. that's a sugary drink that's bad for you. That's mm-hmm. not healthy. 
he's ruining Willis's body. Mm-hmm. And more specifically, Willis is diabetic, so Uh-oh. he's gonna die if he doesn't get insulin. That's not good. We go back to FBI HQ. Mm-hmm. Mulder's looking at case files. He's listening to tapes. He's looking at crime scene photos. Love it. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a bunch of case files and a mystery to solve, but I don't. It's well, sad. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. He gets a call. Some insulin was stolen hmm. from a pharmacy, I assume. Nope, just a just <laughs> a man on the street, the a little man with a like an ice cream cart <laughs> selling insulin. Oh, would you like your insulin with mustard or ketchup? <laughs> They knocked over old man Jenkins' insulin cart. <laughs> no, that's so part of the community. Sad. We all need our insulin on Saturday. Aww. How dare you. After sad. church on Sunday, I remember I used to go get insulin with Papa. <laughs> so sad. I think it was a drugstore. <sighs> but old man Jenkins worked at that drugstore. Mm. I hope. I assume, yes. I assume. But so, now they have some sort of a uh, an area to search don't remember why they know this is related, but it doesn't matter. I think... Because they know Willis is diabetic? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I think that's just it. Um, okay. Yeah. So they... Yeah, for some reason they now know that... I guess they say she's probably within this five-mile radius. I guess they don't know for sure, but... Yeah. They're theorizing that she's within a five-mile radius of that mm-hmm. store. Uh, we cut back to Skelly. We're going back and forth, fast paced. Oh my gosh, because it's getting tense. It's getting towards the end of the episode. Uh-huh. She's trying to give, uh, she's trying to give Willis some insulin. You know, she's a doctor. She knows how to give shots. Sure. But unfortunately, Lula's put on a stupid little hat. And she's ready to get evil. <laughs> stupid little hat. And she like knocks the insulin <laughs> to the ground, and she's like, "You goddamn stupid idiot! I'm the one who set you up. I hate <gasps> your guts." What? I hate you, Dupree. You she suck. means she doesn't love him? No. Whoa. She's the one who called in the tip. <gasps> she was going to get out of there. She's the getaway car. She was driving oh away. Gosh. She was going to abandon him to the cops. I guess love isn't real after all. Women, am I right? <laughs> wow. Also, why did she bother to steal the insulin? If she was yeah. just going to dramatically <laughs> throw the insulin away. That's a really good question. I, Maybe she just loves stealing stuff. I think she just loves the chase. Yeah. Love the chase. You know. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I guess maybe she wanted to, like, prolong the point at which he would be, like, in danger of going into a diabetic coma oh. before she started turning on him. Okay. Maybe. So he didn't have it. So, so it was he was weak. Strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe. But it is kind of silly. I guess that makes sense. It's so Mulder could have a trail to follow. Okay, okay. She was like, I gotta help Mulder. All right. I might not love this man, but Mulder loves this woman. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Back at FBI headquarters. FBI headquarters after dark. Yeah, it was a very shadowy tactical room. I was into it. Exactly. Um, Mulder picks up the call. It's Lula this time. <gasps> oh, my God. Scully's alive. Mulder's like... I'll kill you. <laughs> Touch Scully. It's, you know, it's the same call, basically, but this time with Lula instead of yeah. Lula's. Uh, Lula wants a million dollars. I theorized that since Mulder never does anything, that maybe he just has that in his bank account from saving all of his money. And he was just going to be like, okay, maybe I'll pay you. But it's not addressed. Listen, so. if he had 
a million dollars in his bank account, which he probably does, mm. he'd a hundred percent just hand it over exactly. for Scully, for that girl, please, woman, please, come on, come on. Um, so they're trying to like trace this call. Unfortunately, Mulder goes, "It's not going to work, guys. The call that we traced is Scully's mobile. <gasps> they're just using her phone. Man, we can't trace that." He does know her phone number by heart. I so did write that. I wrote, good. Mulder knows it by heart, smiley face yeah. in my notes, which is cute. I guess people did back in the day, though, so that doesn't really yeah. mean anything. But, but? I don't know your number. I know my number. <laughs> so. That's good. I guess I'd be worried if you didn't. Yeah. So, FBI headquarters next day. Morning. Morning. I guess we're just in the nerd department all of a sudden. We're yeah. in the fucking AV club, I guess. Mm-hmm. We got a little dork. Mm-hmm. Glasses. Work- the whole, whole deal. Working with uh, Mulder to review the audio from this call uh-huh. that they got from Lula. He's he's throwing on another Z14 filter. He's oh he's changing the decibels, you know, nerd shit. Yeah. You just don't know about it. It's basically the enhanced feature, but for audio files instead of a picture. Mm-hmm. And then so good. Okay. They, they isolate the sound of an airplane that went overhead. This is the most insane part of the entire episode. <laughs> it's truly just insane this stretches credulity they (laughs) isolate the sound of a plane they don't even you can't even tell in the beginning it's just kind of like a weird sound in the background well they do their z filters and stuff so they Mm -hmm. isolate they got the z14 filters okay and they can hear that it's a plane okay and then they're like "Mm, that sounds like a small prop engine (laughs) (laughs) i guess Uh Mm uh-huh and then (laughs) the av nerd Uh looks at Mulder and he Mm -hmm. says with a straight face. With <laughs> a straight, straight face, as if this is a real thing. Uh-huh. He says, if you give me a few minutes, we can guesstimate the altitude within a couple hundred feet. What? <laughs> Excuse me? What are you talking so, about? Very shitty quality audio of what's maybe an airplane. <gasps> it, give him a few minutes and he's going to be able to tell you at what height the plane was at? What I don't are you talking think about? so. What are you talking no. about? No. What? Good lord. Okay. Ridiculous. So anyway, so that works. <laughs> I guess they got to the toward the end of the episode and they were like, how are they going to find her? We gotta solve this. Oh god. So in the tactical room, Mulder's like, well not Mulder, it's a bald guy. The bald cop yeah. guy is like, alright everybody, shut up, five, the ten is talking. <laughs> sure. He's ready. He's like, Mulder's got some info. So we get Mulder disrespect number two. And this is when some random dumbass who's mm-hmm. on the team is like, <laughs> what information does Mulder have for us? Is it like a new alien virus or like information on the Kennedy assassination? What if he did have some and he was just asking somebody to ask him nicely? Yeah. If they'd, if they'd sat him down, bought him a coffee and said, Mulder, let's talk. Yeah. Let's chat. Let's connect. Exactly. Let's network. Spooky Mulder. Then maybe he would have told them, but they're mean to him, so okay. he's going to keep all his little secrets in his chest until he dies. <gasps> the end. The end. <laughs> Poor Mulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the bald guy's like, Mulder's all right. Yeah, he backs him up. He backs him up. He so. gives him the, he's like, you know, he he does think that Willis is being possessed by the, the dead bank robber, but like, <laughs> he's got a point, so I see where he's coming from. Yeah. He's all right. We got to listen to him. 
And then Mulder rushes in because he's desperate to find Scully. Mm-hmm. He's busy. It's almost like how Dupree was desperate to find Lula earlier. Oh. Hmm, you know, mm. I think a theme through this episode is love and obsession and what it makes us do. Wow. You know? It could be. It's not. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Mulder rushes in and they were somehow able to cut the search area down to three square miles based on the sound of the airplane. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But anyway, so they have a big enough team that they can cover all of this area in, like, three hours. Yep. Uh, and they they get to it, you know? They, like, get divided into teams like a gym class. They're all ready <laughs> to go. Now we cut back to shitty apartment four. Yes. Exterior. Uh-huh. Interior. And then interior again. <laughs> Actually, it, there's an establishing shot. Yes. As often happens in mm-hmm. television and film. Uh, Scully's all, you know, tied to the radiator still. Mm-hmm. She hasn't m- moved because she can't. So, y- y- yes. Not a lot of dynamic mm-hmm. choices from her. Sure. This episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jack's over in the corner dying of a diabetic coma. That sucks. Ugh. Key's like, was there snow when we went to the cabin? He's starting to remember. It's Willis. It's her boy. He might be in there somewhere. Oh my god. We so, get... Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, we get some... I thought it was kind of fun, like, flashbacks to the robbery and, like, some cross-cutting between, like, Willis's face and Dupree's face and then... I don't know. It's it yeah. kind of fun. I was into it's it. Cool. Thanks, David Nutter. My boy. Thanks, my boy. Mm. Mm. That's what Instagram influencing gets you. What would I do... To find David Nutter if he was in danger, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ends of the earth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oof. Beautiful. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, this is kind of like one of the... It's like a psychological battle where Scully's just trying to remind Willis of all their memories together. Mm-hmm. And Willis is fighting to regain control of his body, but Dupree is in there, and he's fighting to keep control of Willis's body, and he's asserting his own memories, and it's a whole thing. Whole thing. Fight, fight, fight. Oh, boy. Drama, drama, drama. Drama, drama, drama. Uh, At one point, you know, Willis is, like, kind of thrashing about and freaking out in the corner, and I did think it was cool, because it did, like, for a split second, it was the actor who played Dupree. Mm -hmm. That was cool. I liked that. Yeah. It was fun. So there was, like, cool directing choices. Yeah. They were doing what they could with the story they had. Thanks, David Nutter. Thanks, bro. (laughs) Um, and then there is a knock on the door. Lula goes to answer it. Coolest character in the whole episode is here. <laughs> he love has this guy. An evil energy. So we see a man. Guy. He's like a door to door preacher. Mm-hmm. He's what is he? He's like. I, I wonder if I can interest you in the word of the Lord. Leather bound. And then he like points to his leather bound Bible. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening. I love this guy. I would absolutely talk to this guy. He's got a very evil energy. Yeah. But I'm like kind of into He's like it. all in black. Yeah, he's doing like a weird little accent. Love him. Uh, Lula is not having it. No. She's like, I don't have time for street preaching. Get out of here. Go on, get. Go on, get. And then as this preacher walks away, he is accent drops. Suddenly it's just middle America. He talks into an earpiece and oh he's like, gosh. we got him. <gasps> FBI agent? Oh my god. He works at the bureau. Whoa. I thought he was really an evil preacher. <laughs> wish he was an evil preacher. Disappointing. Um, so the FBI is like, okay, we got him. It's time. They start closing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut back to 
inside the house. Mm-hmm. Willis, dead. Dead. Again. Question mark? Mm-hmm. Scully's all like, Lula, it's your fault that he's dead. And then Lula, like a little loser, falls for it. She, like, leans down. They have a fight. I think she's like, I hate you. I'm the one who betrayed you. Yeah. Uh, she takes off her wedding ring and, like, throws it at his body. Your classic. That sort of stuff. And then mm-hmm. he wakes up and grabs her gun mm-hmm. and starts threatening her. And then she tries to backtrack immediately. She's like, <laughs> I love you, babe. <laughs> Nice try. I, I mean, mean, what I else are you going to do? I appreciate the hustle. She was going yeah, for it. Sure. <laughs> it was pretty shameless. Um, and then Willis does kiss her and then shoots, shoots her. Oof. Shoots her dead. So so much for Bonnie and Clyde. Oof. So sad. FBI rushes in. Mm-hmm. Scully's okay. Jack's dead. And Lula's dead. Mm-hmm. And we mm. do a close-up on his arm and the tattoo Fades away. Mm. Cinema. What does that mean? His soul has finally been set free. Was his soul in his tattoo? To the big pizzeria in the sky. Mm. Beautiful. Are our souls kept in tattoos, though? Because, like... Mine is. You don't have a tattoo yet. No, it's somebody else's tattoo. Oh! Ooh. I'm only kept alive because of this tattoo that somebody else has. That's kind of evil. Yeah. Look at that. What tattoo? All right, so time for the denouement of the episode. Mm-hmm. We're back at Willis's FBI desk. Scully is packing it up because Willis didn't have any friends or family. Makes sense. Or loved ones. No sense. <laughs> Again, it does make sense. Um, she does say that he had a kid that he was a big brother to. Was that like big brother's big sisters? I, I think assume? so. Okay. Yeah. That was what I was assuming, but they didn't really make it that clear. I think so. Okay. Yeah. So he had like a mentee, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Mulder brings her the watch that she had given mm-hmm. to Willis as a birthday present. Mm-hmm. It's engraved. Happy 35th. Love D for Dana. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just like love D. Like it's a command. Like love D. <laughs> love it. So Mulder tells her what the official story is about what happened, which is that there was a shootout with federal agents that resulted in the death of Special Agent Jack Willis, who was killed in the line of duty. So sad. Official story does not mention anything about possession, mm. which we all know happened. Mm-hmm. Or, not even, I don't know. Is possession the right word? I guess. Soul transference. Soul transference. Um, Mulder probably fought to get that in the official report and they wouldn't probably. do it. That's fine. <laughs> sad. But then Skelly looks at the watch. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. It's not working. That's weird. Huh. It stopped at exactly 647. Excuse me? What uh? What else happened at that time? That sounds familiar. That mm-hmm. sounds like the exact time of death. Huh. Huh. And what did that professor say? He said that uh, near-death experiences result in electrical mm. bursts that keep watches from working. Mm. That's kind of weird. Mm. Maybe Mulder was right. Skelly asks him, plaintively, confused, distressed, Mm -hmm. what does it all mean? And he says, it means whatever you want it to mean. Good night. Woof. Executive producer, Chris Carter. Mm -hmm. Okay, so (laughs) that's the episode. So that's the episode. So we're moving on to our next segment, Who the Crew? (laughs) 
like it. Newly minted. I'm into it. Okay. Who the crew? Who the crew? Which is just behind the scenes things. Um, so the original script, the original intention of the episode, they actually wanted Mulder to be the one. Like Mulder was going to be the one that had body switched with the uh, guy. Oh. Like, Willis did not exist, so it was originally going to be Mulder okay. that almost died and body switched. Oh. Um, but the studio argued against it. They were like, they thought that neither Mulder or Scully should have, like, such a close first-hand experience with supernatural happenings, so they... Okay. There, there was, there was fighting in the hallways. There were, there were cat fights. Oh. Wigs were thrown. Wow. Wine was tossed. Mm-hmm. You know, I love tossing wine when I'm angry. I'm <laughs> always course. doing it. Um, but the studio won, so they added Willis. Oh. So I don't know. Mileage may vary. I think probably it was in this case. It was probably a good call. I feel like it would have been weird if it was Mulder. Yeah. It's a little too intense. Yeah. I think in this case it, it worked out. Yeah. Uh, also, when they were shooting the vice or the uh, bank robbery scene, um, bystanders thought it was a real robbery. Oh. <laughs> so they had to stop them from calling the police. Yeah, it would have been nice to mention to everyone before. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Could they not see the film cameras? You'd think. Well, it was... I think it was maybe... Like, they had the cameras inside, and they probably oh. saw the actor... With the mask and the gun, like, <laughs> running into the bank. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. So. Well, you know. Guys. <laughs> hey, that would be a great way to do a bank robbery. Set up a mm-hmm. camera and pretend like it was just you were filming Ooh. something. Then I want to call the cops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to write that down. What? For what my... are you writing that? Why are you... Boop, 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 oh, boop, God. Boop, she's boop. doing crimes. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that would be scary. Yes. So that's pretty much it. I do have a funny review, but I'm going to save that for final thoughts. So okay. <laughs> we can move on. Uh, what the X mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is real mm-hmm. life basis. N- not much, you know, near death experiences. They happen. The the clock stopping thing. It's a real reported phenomenon. Mm. Don't know why. My physics teacher never told us about the clock thing. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a thing that happens. All right. Don't know why. Hmm. That's for the course to decide. <laughs> exactly. So. I'll be arguing about that mm-hmm. in the upcoming trial. Sure. But not much there. So we'll move on to Blazer Watch. Mm. Burr, Let's burr, do burr. it. Burr, 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 burr. It's time for clothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was like short and sweet. All we, right. Do we need a uh, like a little jingle? I think so. Laser watch. At some point. Okay, we'll work on it. We could just have rustling clothes, like an MP3 of rustling cloth. <laughs> let's let's uh, right? add that That's one good. to the brainstorming That's list good, and right? maybe keep, keep thinking. And then like maybe a closet door slamming. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, well, let's we'll write that one down. Okay. Uh, the, the bottom. Some of high the heels list. clicking. Uh-huh. That's better. Okay. <laughs> Not much better. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the clothes that maketh the men's mm-hmm. and women's and people in the episode. There's there's some good stuff in this episode. I think perhaps we should begin with the, the prize of dishonor, mm-hmm. um, the ugliest uh, clothing choice in this episode, which was Lulu's, Lula's beret. Yeah. Which, it was just like a, a leather beret. I, it was ugly. I mean, was it supposed to look like, what's her name? Um, Patty Hearst. Um, maybe, maybe. 
Anyway, yes, it, it's not a good head. It's it's terrible. She just like suddenly puts on the ugliest head. Yeah. Other than that, I was into Lula's whole vibe, but that hat, come on, girl, you can do better. She had very good hair. Mm-hmm. She yes. had like uh, curly brown hair that was top notch, and like yeah. bangs and stuff. It was very good. She was tough as nails. Mm. I was into it. She's not taking no shit. Or are you gonna say take no prisoners? <laughs> but she, she, she actually does. She did. She did in yeah. fact literally mm-hmm. take prisoners. <sighs> anyway, so that's the dishonor. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's some good stuff. I liked um, towards the beginning of the episode when Willis first like wakes up. He has like a sort of a, a log cabin esque like jacket on. Mm. I liked that. It looked very comfy. Yeah, it was cozy. like a yeah. It felt like the kind of thing someone would wear in, like, Scandinavia on TV. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? For sure. Like, just cozy cold weather. Yeah. Yeah. I, in, I would wear that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So. Yes. So I like that. That was good. I liked the manager at <laughs> shitty apartment number three. He had, like, long hair, but he was bald on top. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing, like, a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, I yeah, think. he was. I don't know. He just looked like he would have strong opinions on comic books. Mm-hmm. And also have good weed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was an energy. It was, like, kind of bad. It was, like, a gross energy. It was, like, kind of grungy gross. Yeah. But I was kind of into it anyway. That classic Moltrovich energy. I love you know, it. You know how it is. We all know famed X-Files character Moltrovich. Mm-hmm, for sure. So. I mean, he does, you know, he's in, mm-hmm. like, a couple episodes a season. You know, he's a beloved character. They just keep going back to this apartment. <laughs> or keeps being well, crimes. it's like every criminal in Maryland, yeah. like, oh. ends up living in this apartment yeah. building. So they, you know, they keep going back. Omar's there at one point. Omar's there. That would actually be kind of funny. <laughs> that would be funny. But, no. Alas. Alas. Um, yeah, I've also, we well, we mentioned the guy, but we didn't mention what he was wearing. The, the fake door-to-door salesman guy. Mm. Loved his vibe. He was wearing all black. He had, like, a huge cross on his jacket and, like, a... Not a not a scarf. What, what do you call the, the thing he was wearing on his head? I'm not sure. I'm sure there's a There's, like, a name, name for it. Yeah. I don't know. He had, like, a thing on it. It's not a hat, but it's a... Like, a type of head wrap that... Yeah. Head wrap. Yeah. There's a word for it. I'm anyway, sure there's a very specific He had, like, a head wrap on yeah. and a big cross, and he was wearing all black, and I was into him. Love this guy. He had an evil vibe. Yeah, loved his evil vibe. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> um, I didn't notice a single outfit that Mulder and Scully were wearing no, at any point. So I, didn't I did notice that Scully's hair looks pretty good. Yeah, at certain times in this episode. Mm-hmm. But that's it. <laughs> it's start. Yeah, it's starting to look. Her hair looks really different in the first season than it does later on in the show. It's starting to look like what it usually looks like. Yeah, the classic. Yeah, what we've come to expect. Sure. From the X Files, of course. Mm. Yeah, so um, I guess we always say our favorite, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. Well, I don't want to steal your because I'm worried I'm going to say the the sweater that Willis is wearing, and I don't want to steal that. If it's oh yours. no, you, no, you can. Uh, okay, perfect. Yeah, so my favorite was the cozy, big, oversized sweater that Willis okay. was wearing when he was cutting off dead body fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, just chilling. Yeah. I mean, I understand that, you know, that everyone's expecting me to, mm-hmm. to say the log cabin sweatshirt because mm-hmm. it's very on brand, but no, I, I, I like the door-to-door salesman guy. All right. He's nice. my favorite. Very good. It's a favorite. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Good deal. Um, so, that's, yeah, that's Blazer Watch. You know, 
We love it. We love the fashion. We're into it. <laughs> love that fashion. Uh, next, FBI do. Mm-hmm. Will they? Won't they? they? <laughs> Smooching and not doing that. The FBI. <gasps> Romance. Ooh. And friendship. Mm-hmm. So that's. <laughs> It needs some work. That's our it needs some work. little thing that we say every time. <laughs> every episode um, we're saying this. We play, we play that clip. Um, and so this is the segment where we track the will they, won't they between Mulder and Skelly, the boo crew, to mm-hmm. see how close they are to doing the do. We rate it on a doomsday scale. Midnight on that doomsday clock. That's it. That's love. <laughs> That's love, baby. Ten minutes to midnight? That's so far away that it doesn't even count as no. anything. Cold, cold light. Just pinprick. You're standing on Pluto. You can barely see it. You're cold. You're alone. You're definitely not in love. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, who is a 10 minute to midnight in this episode? I mean, uh, Lula's feelings for Dupree. And who's a zero minute to midnight? Dupree's feelings for Lula. Absolutely. So, where would we put the Boo Crew on that scale? Hmm. I mean, Scully was a little, you know, preoccupied with her ex-boyfriend, but Mulder was very concerned for her safety. Mm. You know, it was a... It's a six? I was going to say seven. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. It's good enough. Not too much. They didn't interact all that much, frankly. Yeah. But they had stuff to do. But Mulder was trying, desperately yeah. trying to save her. He was like, "Guys, this one's important to me. I know usually yeah. we phone it in, but <laughs> this time it's Scully. So if we could like actually try to find her, mm-hmm. and that's how the preacher man got involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a we got a Dana name drop. Oh, that's true. I did forget about so. that. Dana, are you okay? So I guess a Dana does like yeah, add a point. Yeah. <laughs> so, what one point? One point. One point of love. <laughs> one love point. Yes, we all have to find them. I'm usually keeping track during the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not. That'd be silly. I'm not. That would be weird. Yeah. But I guess then we would have data to back up our nonsense claims about where they fall on the scale. <laughs> that's true. We're just making things up. It's true. It's true. So mm-hmm. that's that. Not super overly romantic, but we're getting there. Okay. We're working on it. Um. All right. What was your favorite scene? Just like kind of... Zooming back out into general stuff in this episode. What was your favorite moment from this one? I mean, I was going to say that my favorite scene is the um, the nerd uh, <laughs> figuring out the altitude of the plane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's not actually my favorite moment. Okay. But it did. It, I think that was the moment that brought me the most joy yeah. in the whole episode. Yeah. Um, but I guess more realistically... I guess I just like the the scene towards the end where Scully's trying to remind mm-hmm. him of his her his love for her and her love for him and the, yeah. the flash flashbacks between all the faces and everything. That was fun. Yeah. So that one. That's fair. Um, I liked the vibe of in Shitty Apartment Number Three when Willis and Scully are chasing. Lula, and they're going through the boiler rooms and mm-hmm. stuff. All very classic. Like, this is a chase scene. There's mm-hmm. like red light, there's smoke, there's more of the fans. There's always fans. They love their fans, they love their smoke. Exactly, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> just like 
running through, you know, chasing chasing bad guys with mm-hmm. your gun out. I don't know. It seems a very classic scene. Classic. It was fun. But... You know, we can't just talk about our favorite moments. Let's talk about the whole episode. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about what we want to rate the entire mm-hmm. oeuvre. 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 Okay. And this. We have a lot of scales. <laughs> this is the other scale. This is one to five little alien head emojis. Yes. And this is this is the big one, guys. This is what the episode is, you oh. know? So it's like, <laughs> we just got very serious all of a sudden. I want to bring this down. Okay. okay. It's time okay. to uh, summarize our thoughts right. on the whole episode. Okay. One through five. Okay. What are you going to give it? Um, well, no, so now I'm going to read the review. So there was a good um, review of this episode in Entertainment Weekly. Uh, they gave Lazarus a C plus, and they described it as about as exciting as Scully's taste in men. Not very. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I thought that was very ice cold. They're right. Ice cold. So yeah, this is. I don't know. It was okay. It wasn't. You know, it didn't blow me away or anything. So I'd give it a a two. I was gonna give it. A, oh my god, kismet! <laughs> I was gonna give it a two. As I was watching it, I was like, I'm going to forget this episode exists. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but yeah. it was just, all right. It was fine. Yeah. I almost wish that, you know, a horrible, offensively bad episode is more memorable than mm-hmm. this one, so. I mean, your Jersey Devils. Jersey Devils is not bad. It's amazing. <laughs> I love the art. Okay. I don't need this hate. He's in oh. love with her. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's why I wasn't drawn in by the Phoebe stuff in Fire, because I <laughs> have seen Mulder actually in love. Of course. And I know what that looks like. Okay. And it looks like Jersey Devilette. All right. Anyway. I'm sorry to be besmirching Mulder's love for Mrs. Devil. I think I gave that like a four or something. Yeah, you did give it I a love four. that episode. I like that episode a lot better than this one. Okay, fair enough. I stand by it. Fair enough. No shame. Okay. Hashtag no shame. Exactly. No game. I have game. Game. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't have any of that. (laughs) All right. So that's it. We got a two and a two. It's fine. We'll probably forget about it. Mm -hmm. I forgot about it when we started the episode. I didn't remember which one it was. So. Oh, well. Feels right. We're moving on. So next week, we'll be talking about season one, episode 16, Young at Heart. Does this involve one of them becoming a child and then the other one has to take care of them? (laughs) No. (laughs) That would be pretty wild. (laughs) It's a monster of the week. We're going to get some Mulder backstory. I think our boy is in it. Deep Throat. Oh, nice. I think. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's coming next week. I love monsters. Oh. Yes. Wow. They're great. I also love monsters. So, if you would like to send us an email, mm-hmm. you can do that at skellynationpod at gmail.com. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. 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 <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. And both of those are at skellynationpod as well. Feel free to follow, interact, DM. Mm-hmm. Slide into our DM with your monster picks. Monster picks? <laughs> you know, sure. Our music was by Groove Master Putz. That's G R O O V E M A S T A P U T Z. And you can get their music on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. 
also, um, also, if you would be so kind, you could leave us a rating on probably iTunes or other places where you can rate podcasts. You could write your review on a little piece of paper mm-hmm. and then roll it up and put it into a little message bottle mm-hmm. and then just toss it, it in the sea. Set it out to sea. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah. It'll make its way to us. We know how Don't to. worry about it. Some sailor is going to start listening mm-hmm. to our podcast because of you. <laughs> yeah. And we would appreciate that. We would love that sailor demographic, to be honest. Yeah, if you could help us get the sailor demographic, <laughs> that's why we really went hard on Beyond mm-hmm. the Sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do that. We would appreciate it. But, that's all. That's all we have to say. That's beautiful. Beautiful. I've been your host, Amanda. And I've been Ella. And remember, trust no one except for us. Bye.